Welcome to the Crowdfunding Christian Music Podcast. This is Garrett Godfrey with a special audio-only interview episode with Matthew Smith from Indelible Grace about his new Pledge Music campaign for the project Quiet Hymns. Enjoy. Matthew, thank you for taking some time and chatting me with me about this new project. I, I know I had purchased a CD of the first Indelible Grace album back in 2000 through Grassroots Distribution. And then a while ago, we covered Kevin Twitt's Kickstarter campaign for the Indelible Grace 7 album, but I'm sure we've got listeners who are hearing about Indelible Grace for the first time. So before we discuss your project, can you provide a bit of background on Indelible Grace and how you fit into what's going on? Sure. Uh, Indelible Grace is, um, the the first album came out in 2000, like you said. Uh, I was a college student at Belmont University, and what had happened is that uh, Kevin Twitt, he uh, is the he's a, a college minister there at Belmont, and in the Bible study that we would do every week, he would use hymns, old hymns, like 200, 300 year old hymns. Uh, but he had taken several of them, especially obscure ones uh, that there wasn't a, a melody to per se uh, or a known melody to, and would write new melodies to them, and we would sing those at our meetings. And we, I just loved them and connected with them. And then you know he invited us to try our hand at taking these old hymn texts and writing brand new melodies to them. So I did one called Come Ye Sinners. And then soon after that, he decided to record an album of those hymns, and that was the one that you bought in 2000. Uh, so we've been doing it ever since. And it's me and a bunch of other artists, including uh, you know Sandra McCracken, Jeremy Casella, Emily Deloach. And um, yeah, we've been, been doing that ever since. And so I, I've been a part of it since the first song on the first album. <laughs> so now this campaign labels it as Matthew Smith from Indelible Grace. So this right. this is a standalone project? Yeah, yeah. This is my fifth or sixth solo album. I've lost track. Uh, so I've put out a few uh, of my own. The same concept as Indelible Grace. It's old hymns with, with new melodies, except that this one you know, has its half uh, new melodies and half traditional melodies. So it's a little different for me. So what compelled you to put this collection together? Um, I came up with the idea of Quiet Hymns 11 uh, years ago, believe it or not. Uh, that's when I registered quiethems.com. <laughs> I, looked, wow. I looked the other day, and I was like, when did I come up with this idea? It feels like a long time ago. So while I was recording my, my second record, All I O, I, I came up with the idea for this. And I've put a lot of records out since then, but I finally got around to this one. And it's um, it's based on the idea, the concept behind the album. Uh, when people hear Quiet Hymns, they might just think, oh, these are just quiet Hymns, which it is a little quieter record for me than normal. Uh, you know, I usually rock out a little bit more <laughs> on my albums than I do on this one. But the, the real idea behind Quiet Hymns is from the book of Isaiah, when the Lord says, in repentance and rest is your salvation, in quietness and trust is your strength, that you would have none of it. And that has really it's been one of the scriptures that just keeps coming to mind over and over again, um, because I know intellectually, right? I believe that um, that is where my salvation is. It's, it's in repentance and rest, and that my strength is in quietness and trust. But I also resonate with the last part of, of that, with what the Lord said, you would have none of it. Uh, I spend my days fighting that rest, fighting that quiet, and trying to retain some illusion of control over my life and my circumstances. And it's, it is an illusion. Um, and so I wanted to put together this album 
for for people like me who struggle with that, uh, who need to be reminded, um, not just intellectually, but deep into our hearts, that uh, that quietness that's found only in the Lord is where our, our true rest and salvation is. And so that's that's the concept behind this album. And that's kind of the theme that weaves all these songs together. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you most excited about with this particular collection of songs? Yeah, with this particular collection of songs, um, I, I, you know, the thing that springs to mind, I'm, obviously, you know, songs are like babies. You can't fit your, you, you can't like choose your favorite one or, <laughs> you know, they're all pretty special to me. But uh, the first song on the album is called God Himself. And I've got a video for that, that um, I'm really excited for people to see which I really, I gathered together 19 of my friends and family, uh, I guess 18, I'm, I'm the 19th, and shot a video for that where we're all singing along to the song separately and edited it together just with my voice over it. It's just the recording over it, but they're all kind of, you know, they sang along and we edited it together because that song resonates with me because it's, it says, God himself will dry your tears. God himself will soothe your fears. And ties into the idea of the album as a whole is, is that God is the one who will care for us. God is the one who is always present as our life circumstances shift around. Um, he is the one who is a constant. And I wanted to draw out the image of God in the faces of my friends and family, because that's a reminder even when we look at each other. We're all made in the image of God. And so I really wanted to uh, to have that concept. So I'm, I'm you know, putting out that song first before the album, so that that song's on iTunes and all the other services before the album comes out. It's also streaming on on my Pledge Music campaign page for free. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm starting with this album. I was going to ask about that track because it was the yeah. one song out of them that I didn't recognize as a hymn. <laughs> oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, it's a hymn. Horatius oh, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, change some of the, these the. The thou's and these. So, you know, the next, the second out, al- the second uh, song on the album is "Thy Love to Me," and I couldn't change all those these and thou's without breaking rhyme. Oh, sure. And so I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> you know, sometimes when you see uh, hymns that have been been rewritten explicitly to take out all the archaic language, you're like, yeah, I don't like what they had to change in order to make this rhyme. Their, their next line wasn't as good. Yeah. So, um, but with that one, it was, you know. It was God himself will dry thy tears. God himself will dry, you know, will soothe thy fears. And that was pretty easy to change. Yeah. So, yeah, it sounds really modern. But, but yeah, Horatius Bonar, one of my favorite hymn writers, is, is who wrote the text of that. So, I really like what you added at the end of I Need Thee Every Hour. Do you, oh, yeah, thank you. Do you ever get nervous changing classics as you modify hymns? I mean, obviously, if it didn't have a melody yeah. before, then giving right. it an alternate melody is fine. But, like, do you have people... Right criticize you about you changed my favorite song or something uh, or do most people so. connect I mean, with the, it the ones i normally do uh, on the available grace albums we've done a few familiar ones that we've written new melodies for i tend to find pretty obscure hymns that that are not in any modern hymnal um i, I need the every hour though on quiet hymns is just really straightforward until i just have that tag at the end yeah. so it doesn't you know interfere with anything and i don't expect people to to sing that part I really <laughs> liked churches. it though. It it Thank it Thank really, you. you know, came together. I mean, I was I was riding along and then that came out and I thought, wow, this is really really kind of an extra sweetness so yeah thank you well i you know and that's a rare case of me writing some lyrics i, I usually just stick to um 
to the text and, and maybe change a line here or there if I, if I need to as sort of co-writing. I like to say, you know, I co-write um, just like any other writer in Nashville, except all my co-writers are, are dead. <laughs> so, uh, but, um, but yeah, I, I just added that on there um, because I, I felt like it, it, I don't know if that's how I was feeling at the time. And it seemed to really go with that, uh, that, that yearning that, that, that's a hymn. I need the every hour. Uh, it's, it's a desperate hymn. I, I tend to, I tend to uh, gravitate towards desperate yeah. songs because uh, no. that's how I, I so often feel. You, you mentioned that the author of God himself was one of your favorite authors. Yeah. Who are some of your others? Oh man. Um, John Newton, who wrote Amazing Grace. Uh, I've done another one of his called The Lord Will, Will Provide that's on the album All I Owe. William Cooper, who was John Newton's best friend. I, I wrote, there's one called Watch the Rising Day, which is the title track to uh, to that album. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, I've never done a, uh, a Fanny Crosby one until this new album. I did Oh Heart Bereaved and Lonely. And um, and she obviously is, is is great, you know, a little little newer hymn writer, a little right. more recent, uh, still over a hundred years ago, but and very prolific, and co- yeah. right? I mean, yeah, exactly. And then Anne Steele, um, which I've recorded some of hers. She is the hymn writer who has fallen off the map as far as people are not aware of her anymore. But she used to be really popular in, in hymnals, and uh, so she wrote some. You know, if you're familiar with that first Elba Grace record, "Dear Refuge of My Weary Soul." Is an Anne okay. text. So my previous album, Hiding Place, I did one called Safe Retreat. That she, uh, that was her text. But yeah, so many great, great hymn writers. Uh, Charles Wesley. I, I, I would be mad if, if we hung up and didn't, didn't mention, mention him. him. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's amazing. So, so your your voice has a very soft and smooth aspect on this album mm-hmm. that really yeah. reminds me of Fernando Ortega. Um, oh, thank you. Who are some of your musical influences? Uh, I mean, I, I sing how I sing. So, I, you know, th- there's a bunch of people that I wish I could sing like. So I don't know if that, I've been influenced in singing in that way. But this is such a cliche for a Christian artist, but U2 is my favorite band. They're, they're incredible. The Beatles are my second favorites. I, I listen to a lot of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, yeah. those kind of folks. And then as far as kind of my contemporaries, as far as Christian Music, Jeremy Casella, I think, is hands down the best. Uh, his latest album, Death in Reverse, if you haven't heard that, is yeah. just one of the best records, you know, to come out in the past few years. Uh, Sandra McCracken oh, yeah. um, is, is, is great. Uh, and, yeah, people like that. So, this campaign is currently about 40% funded. It closes September mm-hmm. 8th. Can you tell yeah. us some of the special options available to pledgers? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's the there's the regular kind of things where you can you know get the the signed CD and that sort of thing. But then there's a few other special options where I can do a seminar with your worship team. So I do these seminars a lot of times before my concerts. And so you have to bring me to your town and bring me for a concert and have a seminar. But I'm offering some seminars through this that I'm going to just do over Skype. And I've got a resource on my website, matthewsmith.us, called Emotionally Honest Worship that kind of outlines some of the philosophy behind how I think about worship, not just hymns, but worship in general. And a lot of churches I've found are, are kind of wrestling through philosophy of worship, you know, musical style, general approach. And in that kind of one-hour seminar, I really love to be able to talk with worship teams uh, about that sort of thing. Got a few other options like 
you know, a house concert. I can record a video of any of, of my songs or the Indelible Grace songs just, just for whoever pledges for that level. You know, handwritten lyric sheets. I've got some vinyl. I've got vinyl for uh, for Watch the Rising Day, that album, and a signed CD of, of Quiet Hymns. So, yeah, there's there's several fun options on there. A lot of good stuff there. Okay, so now Indelible Grace has been putting out specifically hymns for decades. More more recently, you mentioned the Fanny Crosby album. Pacific Gold has been rewriting hymns. And then I know like the last Audrey Assad album was a hymns album. I'm seeing a lot more crowdfunding campaigns specifically for hymns. Do you feel like yeah. there is an actual resurgence of interest or am I just noticing it more? Uh, no, there, there is an actual resurgence. I was just on Tidal today, you know, Jay-Z's streaming service. And I noticed that one of their featured playlists for Christian music was modernized hymns. <laughs> and I was wow. like, man, that's, I mean, when we first, when I first started doing this, just explaining the concept of old hymns with new melodies, people looked at you funny. And that went on for a while. And now there's a lot of people who've never heard my name or Indelible Grace, but it's something that we started in and, and we're, we're glad to not, you know, be, be well known. It's, it's, that's fine. Uh, but the influence that was really Kevin Twitt who started Indelible Grace. His goal was to really spread not just our hymns, but the idea. Yeah. And yeah, that that's really taken hold. So there's more. I used to be aware of every hymns album that came out. And now I have people like you say, like, have you heard this one? Have you heard that one? And I'm like, oh, wow. No, there's a lot. That's yeah. Great. Well, now I know back in the mid 90s, I'd been working at a Christian bookstore and we had like several volumes of a book that was biographies of hymn writers. And so when you realize that this person who wrote that hymn came from this background, and you realize, oh, wait, the guy that wrote Amazing Grace had been a slave trader? I mean, like, holy smokes, now the yeah. now the, the language of saved a wretch like me, like he's not just right. being metaphorical. He really understands the darkness of each person's heart. And, yeah. and do you find that when you're doing shows, do you, do you find people understand who whose works you're singing or the background of, of the authors or... Yeah, um, I don't usually explain them too much. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll mention a story or two, but um, but I usually I usually don't. Maybe I, I, I should more. But yeah, the, the stories are amazing. Like William William Cooper, uh, which is is spelled Cowper for anybody who wants to Google it. it it's <laughs> C O W P E R, but it's pronounced Cooper. He was John Newton's best friend, like I mentioned earlier, and he really suffered from um, from mental illness, and, and we don't know if it was uh, you know schizophrenia or just major depression or or what but it was obviously he was clearly very very mentally ill and he wrote out of that place and and in the good times the times we can see a little bit more clearly he would write so you know one of his famous hymns is that god moves in a mysterious way and you can once you know the stories of the hymn writers you see those things in their writing yeah uh, and some hymn writers will also just repeat phrases They'll kind of reuse phrases within their hymns. So Anne Steele, Dear Refuge of My Weary Soul, she uses the phrase Dear Refuge again in Safe Retreat. And, you know, those kind of patterns. And and you kind of just get a sense for their personalities through their writing once you know kind of where to look. And, and especially if you learn some of the stories behind them. A lot of, a lot of tragic stories uh, behind these hymn writers' lives. But I think, you know, we all have our, our tragic stories yeah. and circumstances. And that means a lot to me, just thinking of these people lived 200, 300 years ago, did not have 
electricity, much less iPhones. On the surface, they seem very different from me. But then when I look at their struggles and I look at their hope, they're exactly the same. Tragedy is going to strike a lot of people, but what kind of sets this apart is who they hold on to as their anchor in the midst of that tragedy. And then they kind of give a voice to that that spans time, you know? Right, right. Yeah, and there's a there's a there's a hymn on on quiet hymns called "Keep Us Safe." That is, it's a hymn about death. And I know that people, you know, I, I always joke it's it's sort of the catchiest song on the record and the most rocking song on the record of a of a of a not very rocking record. And I'm always like, yeah, it's the song about death. That's I've been joking <laughs> to my friends before the album's released. Yeah, the the hit is the one about death. But, you know, Kevin Twitt, he's been asking, you know, what, what do you look for in a song? And his answer is, um, and again, he's a college minister. He said, I look for songs that prepare my students for their encounter with death. And, and whether we, you know, some people escape major personal tragedy in their lives or not, that tragedy is coming to us all. Yep. And being able to look at that with clear eyes and look at our salvation through those lens uh, of our mortality I think can can reframe uh, and reprioritize our our lives in a, in a significant way and point us to Jesus. Oh yeah. Okay. So to make things a little bit more personal, what's mm-hmm. one thing that you wish your fans knew that you needed, and how can they best come alongside you? I, I think the um, just the the encouragement. <laughs> I get a lot of encouragement, but um, it's been so amazing to see people pre-order through this pledge music campaign and even leave notes on that, you know, you get the access pass. So there's, I put up special things for them to, to see and hear and behind the scenes videos and just the comments that they leave on those have, have been really significant to me. I, I don't think people really realize that it, it's a pretty isolating thing being an independent artist. You know, you're working on everything yourself, you're doing all the jobs and, booking the concerts and all this kind of stuff. And it seems, you know, exciting from somebody who is not, <laughs> hasn't, hasn't done it, but it's also really a, a, can, can be a grind to, to make sure that you do all the things and just kind of be able to pop my head above the water in the midst of preparing to release this record, preparing to go on tour this fall and just have somebody say, Hey, this song means a lot to me in this specific way. Those specific comments really mean a lot to me. I think most people don't realize that. So you mentioned tour this fall. Do you already have that nailed down, or if, if areas, yeah. parts of the country wanted to kind of... A few dates haven't been posted yet, but most of them are up on my website, matthewsmith.us. Um, we're going to the Midwest in September, and sort of the Mid-Atlantic region in October. That's uh, Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, that kind of area in October. And then these aren't posted yet, but in November, I'm going to be in the Pacific Northwest so Oregon and Washington, and if I ha- actually have a few dates left available if anybody is in that area and wants to contact me, they can just go to matthewsmith.us and hit contact. So I'm really excited about that. Very cool. Well, I'm excited to uh, to learn more about this project myself and to be able to share that with the listeners as well. So you said matthewsmith.us right. is a website. website. And, then, and then for the pledge campaign, yep. they can just go to quiethems.com. Perfect. Right to my, to my pledge campaign. Excellent. Thank thank you very much. Thank you. I really appreciate the the chance to talk to you. Once again, his website is matthewsmith.us and quiethymns.com 
we'll bounce you right over to his Pledge Music campaign. Be sure to check it out. He's got a video there. He's got the song God Himself. That's the first cut on the new album. Definitely check out the different packages available. And until next time, remember, great music doesn't just happen. So get involved.